going on, everybody? Welcome back. John's back. It's been a minute. I haven't seen you since last year, but welcome back to another episode of the Those Movie Dudes podcast. Here to talk about some movies, talk about some Sundance, talk about some Oscars, maybe a few new releases along the way. If you want to check us out, that's, of course, at Those Movie Dudes on Instagram, TikTok, you know, all those places. Check us out on those various podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you are watching us on YouTube, we really appreciate it. Check us out on there if you haven't already. But let's bring in my fellow dudes here. We got little Debbie and we got little Ducky. <laughs> Welcome in. Welcome <laughs> in. Hot minute. But a hot minute. So we talk about little movies, all three of us here. It has been a hot minute. And also, <laughs> we're back to not do anything that our podcast yeah, is known for. We're actually doing anything on the show. The most we have part. no new releases to talk about. We have no first-time watches. We have no mainstream board trivia. Um, Welcome so to the is, dumping ground of the year, right here. Yeah, early February. Great start to the 2024 podcast year, but um, we'll we'll make it work. You know, we'll have a quicker, shorter episode, but we'll still talk about some movies, talk about some current things going on in the film this world. Is like the but, quicker picker upper episode. This is like uh, we're sponsored by Bounty, not a sponsor, right? And. You know? We hardly talk anyway, so we just use this podcast as a way to still communicate. So, good point. But that we're men. We're twenty-eight-year-old men, and you know what? You don't need to talk every day to still be friends. We could go a year without speaking, and I would just call them and be like, "Hey," I'd be like, "What's up?" I'd be like, oh, "Nothing." Like your time. Yeah. If I didn't, if I didn't like talk to you guys, yeah. this whole video would just be a rope hanging in the background. Just, okay. You know, uh, yeah. You know, just what, my feet dangling. You know, Jojo Rabbit style. Just. I do. Slowly Nate was here and it's carved into the fucking banister of your ceiling. It's like the Wizard of Oz, like Munchkin myth. I'm just like swinging in the background. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. that movie? Harold and Maude? That one was. Where he just keeps on trying to kill himself. Yeah. Yeah. That was fucking crazy. Yeah. That movie. Harold was and Maude. What a film. What a film. And then they had like a sexual encounter. No. 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 Whoever hit that, no. <laughs> what was that? No, no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, Throw it in the oven. I think it's time to get started here, Ducky. Why don't you take it away with a little bit of? Do you have a question for us today? Like, do we have at least have that on deck, or no? If I had the Ducky asks a question theme song loaded up, I'd, I'd be a bit more prepared. But I, I don't have that his name's that. Ducky. He asks questions. That, I guess at I, the I beginning of the podcast. guys. That's um, pretty good. Clip that. Clip that. Yeah, we'll definitely have to clip that and post it on our socials. Make sure you follow okay. us at those movie dudes. Yep. Everywhere. One view. Um, well, I'm here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One view. It's my mom. <laughs> All right. So my to question for you guys is a question I've been meaning to ask you guys. I think I was going to ask it on the last podcast, but I just ran out of time. It's a two hour crazy episode where we talk about our favorite movies of 2023. So go and check that one out. But my question for you guys going into this year 2024 take the The year year, take the year out of the answer 2024 just disregard that because obviously we have our own challenges when it comes to 2024 releases and how many we can watch each year but what is a challenge going into this year a film challenge that you guys would like to partake in or just challenge yourself in? it could be like knocking out more best picture winners it could be watching a genre that you don't typically watch trying to watch like 10 in that genre or i don't know it could be a director um <laughs> I on have the one. spot 
Um, there, it's, I, it's a very seemingly obtainable challenge, just considering that we're big physical media guys, right? As you can see behind me, you can see a lot of my films sitting behind me. Um, and sadly, a lot of the time, I think that all of us can relate when we buy them, they sit in the plastic and collect dust for the most part. Maybe not for Nate, but for me, <laughs> that is I what I give him at least a couple watches. Make I got it. I, mean, I buy them and they sit there in the cellophane and the slipcover and I don't watch them. And there's a lot of them that I, I upgraded my theater setup. I need to watch at least like 15 like 4k 4k blu-rays that i've bought and just appreciate them in my home theater setup that's what i need to do dunkirk tenant rewatch interstellar i need to watch oppenheimer again like stuff like that you know okay so you're gonna challenge yourself to watch more of your physical media that's on your shelf yeah just yeah. to rewatch mr popper's penguins you know all the what's the number you gotta give me a number. Fifteen. So I want to check back in at the end of the year. Fifteen. I think you could hit that just in the first couple of months of podcast episodes. Here's the thing: fifteen, and then we'll revisit. I'll be like, all right, twenty. <laughs> okay, fine. Five more. It's it's like March seventh. <laughs> you can start with uh, fifteen. I'm yeah. kind of in the same boat. I mean, I definitely wait until the right moment to watch these movies. I typically, if I haven't seen the movie and I own it. I'll try to wait until the first time watching the podcast or something, just so I don't have that more helps. space going into that it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's kind of an embarrassing amount of movies that I have bought that I just have never watched. Just, I mean, I've seen them before, just haven't watched that physical copy that I bought. Mm -hmm. That is, you just guys are working, best. boys. Oh, hard wait. working. It's hard to know. sit down and to... just pop on a movie. All right, so 15 physical media blu-rays from you john that's your i was challenge. gonna say 10 but I, I i feel like i wouldn't have been trying 20 but i mean i don't want to so we're gonna go with 15 all right when you're 20. 15 so nate what me. is a challenge that you would like a challenge that you would like to give yourself going into this it, year it could be anything film related this is a big one like this is a big one it's an ambitious challenge that you're gonna 100. give yourself it's this is going to be a very difficult challenge as well. Well, if anyone can do it, I think it's you. So let's let's hear it. I want to complete my best picture winner. Overall, have seen. Okay, that's what I want to do. There's, I'm over. I'm at least. I would say I'm like sixty percent through. Okay, I have my up. I'm forty-seven percent. I've seen forty-five out of ninety-five. I'm probably nowhere near that. I gotta look at mine. <laughs> like, I, I, I think I'm at like. I'd, I'd, I'd say I'm me. at like sixty something. You've seen way um, more of like the the kind of mid twenties to fifties than that because that's kind of like my blind spot. Um, well, but, it's mine too, actually. Like anything from like the seventies up, I'm good. But it's everything before that. Like there's some outliers too. Um, mm -hmm. I want to. I don't I have wanna... it on me right now, but yeah, I I, I want to complete that. There's some really obscure ones, and there's probably some that I'm not even going to be able to find. So I might have to shut out some money to do some free trials on some really obscure <laughs> streaming services to watch these. Yeah, I mean, Criterion Channel's kind of been that like kind of saving grace, and even Max when they got more of Warner Brothers like library, they started to kind of release some older movies have never even hit streaming before so maybe those yeah okay. there's a couple decades that like i'm almost complete with like the 70s i just have to watch the sting 
and I've just passed on it a couple of times already. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to say I'm 60, 70% done. And I, uh, there's a lot of stinkers I've heard. So it might be I, kind of a, kind of a drag going through some of them like cavalcade and, um, Sure. The Emil Zola movie that came out in like the 30s. It's yeah, it's just I have 66 movies yeah. on here that I have not seen. I just got okay. there's a few that maybe, I, actually I would, have I would I imagine you probably have like maybe 40, maybe 50, between 40 and 50, maybe. I want to say I'm closer to 60 because there's a lot yeah. in the 30s that I've watched. Okay. Like the like Wings and Sunrise. We watched that in school. Um, right. Yep. Yep, okay. I had a list originally, a good but I, I don't think I've updated it recently. <clears throat> well, we've lost a month, so we're one month behind. So this challenge can go into the following January of next year. But I, I do oh, want to no, it's going to be done by again. April. Uh, I'll be done by April. I mean, 15 Blu-rays from John, I feel like is a pretty lazy and, <laughs> and achievable challenge compared to this one that you're lazy and achievable. Make. That's me in a nutshell. Um, so. I'm also going to be a bit ambiguous, <laughs> and it's just going to be something that I've wanted to do for a long time. And I think this challenge, I wouldn't, I'm not going to, I don't want to pick something and like regret it two months in and be like, why did I pick this? Like, I'm just, this is just homework and torture <laughs> at this point. So I'm not going to do that to myself. And this is kind of an honor of mainstream boy, but I what? am going to why? complete, and this is kind of interchangeable, but I'm going to do my best to try to complete the IMDb top 250. Always that was going to be always been a comparable list that I've always looked at, but I have 70 movies that I've never seen. In oh this God. list, That's... and Probably throughout the whole year, though? if I don't have a movie for the, I'm sure. I mean, I'll probably handpick a lot of these out of uh, just for first time watches. I mean, just to see, just to kind of knock it off uh, in that regard. But also, just if I'm looking for a movie to watch, don't have anything new, like new 2024 movies, I'll just try to narrow down my list to this and then pick from there. I think I can knock but out it, 70 in a lot of anybody. Though. If anybody can do that, right? If you, I mean, there's there's gonna be a few that might change this year. Like there might be a few that that creep their way up there, but I think you can wait because who's to say that those are gonna stay there? And with Letterbox, it it updates automatically and it keeps my progress, and so I'll just I'll constantly check it and just make sure I'm like watching the right stuff. But there's, I mean, stuff that has been in the top uh, 200 at least that I've just, just kind of really haven't changed much in the years since. So. I just I still haven't seen like a bunch of them, like Seven Samurai, um, Life is Beautiful. So there's a whole bunch yeah. in here that I haven't seen. Wait for just till December for that one, might as well. Yeah, I, you finish it off West. with Life is Beautiful, and you just want to blow your brains out because it's so bad and boring. A lot of Bollywood movies in here. Okay. What? Um, John, what you wait? What did you just say? What? Well, mm-hmm. Life is Beautiful. I just said it was old and and black and white and probably not that great and overrated. Life is beautiful. That's from the. I think you're thinking of a wonderful life, but I am because um, you mentioned Christmas and I am thinking of life is beautiful life. is a very different movie. Okay, uh, but, is, oh, you yeah. had me thrown for a loop yeah. for a second. I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's going to watch 15 <laughs> Blu-rays. <stupid> idiot. <laughs> I am, guys. So, I can't be that ambitious. That's insane. I'm going to watch these 70 movies. There's no way. There's no way. If I gave myself that, I would. Well, seventy is a tomorrow. lot. But I want to just yeah. see. I want to. I want to see how far I can go by the end of the year. I want to be able to at least be in the nineties. I think I'll be happy with that. But well, I'll, I'll give it. Give it my best shot. I could probably buy I, seventy Fortnite skins. I don't know if I could watch seventy movies. 
I, I just looked up my partial list of best picture winners that I have watched, and I'm probably missing a couple. I just added everything everywhere in Coda. Mm, um, nice. I'm at 63. So I'm not that far away. 27 away. I'm at 45. So yeah, I'm like 20 behind you. Yeah. I'm, but yeah, there's I'm... just, it's a bunch of the weird ones like Wings from 1927. Um, can there be out a cut of off? Africa, which is can be, bad? Like, can there be a cutoff where you don't actually have to go back that far? You know what I mean? John, I don't limit myself when it comes to movies. Okay, I'd say if the, if they came out if they came out more than a hundred years ago, you could skip it. The Oscars haven't been around that. I long, say so. if it's not <laughs> if it's Wait, not nineteen twenty, I mean some just you can't find streaming. You can't even rent. You have to like actually go and try to find like a dvd or like blu-ray copy i did that which i will do i will that will be an update uh, like an annual update like as we do the podcast nate you found any best picture winners yeah i just picked up the last command (laughs) like i'm gonna try to do like quarterly checkups so like you'll get four checkups okay doc (laughs) take take note of our actual channel hey hey, john how many of your physical movies have you watched uh physical media movie uh none (laughs) <laughs> I've actually sold a couple. So yeah, I'm trying to get easier. rid of my collection. In reality, like I can't look at it anymore. It's just going to be whatever you pick for the podcast. So probably, <laughs> that's probably the case. Yeah. Anyways, it's these All two right, well, movies I just happen to own. We, we can move on from Ducky asks a question, or more so, Ducky challenges the dudes. But question, um, Ducky. okay, cool. I think yeah, we got solid challenges going into 2024. So um, I think the next thing that we're going to speak on is going to be, um, you know, in the same realm of Nate's challenge here that he's giving himself. But let's talk about the big five. And if you don't know what the big five are, um, it's the five biggest Oscar categories, that being best picture, best actor, best actress, best director and best screenplay. Screenplay. Is that right? No. No, picture, director, actor, actress. Yeah, screenplay. Is it screenplay? That's part of the five? I think so. Because uh, Silence of the Lambs won it. And I think Jonathan Demi wrote the script or something. It's not picture, actor, actress, supporting, supporting? Is that not it? No, no, not usually. So it is screenplay. I was waiting for Spencer to, to clarify. Oh, never, yeah. Sorry. Screenplay. Oh, you never nodded your the, head. I was like, that is, is, is that fucking right? I don't know if it's that right. <laughs> oh, sorry okay. to leave you. In, in, Jesus. Uh, yeah. I was like, he's <laughs> just staring in a blank space, and I don't know if I'm stupid or not. Thank you, Nate. I should have just I should have mm-hmm. just gone with what you said. Um, so yeah, anyways, that's, cool. that's what those are. Whatever. Um, I think there's only one or two movies that have ever done that, and everything everywhere came very close last year. I think it won four of the five. So, everything everywhere won seven oscars last year yeah it just it didn't it have a lead actor five, nomination yeah it never had one it was all like supporting but um yeah sounds of the lambs was definitely one of them uh, there hasn't really been another huge contender to be nominated in all five in a while but we'll see when one that, that sounds of the lambs in, like the like way back that won all five back before like anybody you yeah know, there's been I others it happened one I night good, which ones, maybe but what was it, Nate? Or you said it? I think it happened one night might have won. I think but, you're right. We've talked about it before. I'm um, pretty sure that's it. But I think yeah, the last one was definitely Silence of the Lambs. Okay. All right. So yeah, let's start out with uh actor in a leading role here. We got Bradley Cooper for Maestro. We got uh Coleman Domingo for Rustin, which I still don't even know what that is. 
You gotta uh, watch it. It's good. <laughs> Paul Giamatti for the holdovers, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction, which I did end up finally seeing. Um, so our best of 2023 podcast came out last week, and we filmed and recorded that before the Oscar nominations came out. Correct. And yeah. I was kind of surprised by how many we got right for predictions. Um, but I think Coleman Domingo sneaking in for Rustin was kind of a big surprise here. Uh, and John, like you said, you've even heard of this movie. Uh, Nate and I have seen it. I don't even know um, who that guy is. Yeah, and I know he's a lot the of guy actors. from Euphoria. Oh, he's the AA uh, guy from oh, Rue. He's in like the he's also been in a bunch of TV with, shows uh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's been a character actor for so many his career, so many years, <laughs> um, so many projects. But this is the first time he's ever been a lead in a movie, and yeah. bam, nominated. Um, so yeah, basically we're just going to predict the, the big five here. What do we think is going to win? Cause the Oscars, I think is still, we're still like six weeks out. I think it's like end of March. Yeah. Middle so, of March, yeah, yeah. Something like that. It's I in March. It is. I don't even, I think it's like the first or second March week 10th. of March. March 10th. Okay. So we're oh, about okay. a month out. So if we can predict these correctly, and we can go back and listen and be like, oh, wow, say we did. And nailed it. <laughs> do we uh, want a consensus ranking or do you want to take note right now of what we're saying? Because I feel like we might not all pick the same thing or more than likely we will not. So I'm going to I'll write it down on this piece of paper. We, we have it have recorded. Before. So, I mean, if you want to write it down, we, we can. We can always refer it back to this. episode. Have it. Um, so best actor in a leading role. You've already listed them off. Nate, what do you think is going to what do you think is going to win? Um. I just based on performances, I know it's kind of a baity one, but I think Bradley Cooper could possibly steal it from Paul Giamatti just based on like makeup and the dedication that he took to becoming Leonard Bernstein. I could see him getting it. I think he's going to win, but I'm in your guys's boat. I want Paul Giamatti to win, but you're going to pick Bradley Cooper to win. Yeah, just because he put in, what, like six or seven years of training just to do this. And then on top of the makeup and the story that he was telling, I could see it. I could see him squeezing in. Okay. Uh, John, who do you think is going um, to win Best Actor in a Leading Role? It's tough because I feel like there's honestly four guys here who legitimately have a chance to take it. I, I know that I think Paul Giamatti won the, uh, the won Golden the Globe. He won the BAFTA. Did he win uh, the SAG? Or has that happened yet? That hasn't happened yet. Has not happened yet. I think if he wins that, I mean, we all know there's a lot of the same voters, but although the pool has changed over time, like it's it's gotten younger since then. Um, so it's not as predictable, but ah, it's tough, man. I Every now and then there's a surprise, but I do think Paul Giamatti will have this one. Oh, Paul Giamatti. So you're yeah. going to go with Paul Giamatti on your Oscar I just, ballot? I just don't think they're going to give Killian Murphy a best. I just, he's great. I just don't think that I can see him holding an Oscar for best actor. I just can't see that and happening. being excited about yeah. it. I think yeah, Paul he'd be Giamatti's like, thanks. See ya. Hold his like, Oscar I, over his face. He's going to win. Paul <laughs> he's going to have it over one of his eyes. Be like, look at this one. It's this one. I'm going to go um, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, you, yeah. I, you knew Spencer was going Paul Giamatti. I, yeah, I think it, it. I think it is really between Killian Murphy and Paul Giamatti, based on just kind of who's winning so far, and the couple award shows that have happened. But yeah, I, I think Paul Giamatti, he's due for one. He's incredible in everything that he's in. Uh, so 
Just has he think. won? Has he ever won? Never won. Anything? He's been nominated Anything? three times in total. Okay. Yeah, he's great. Uh, I think he deserves it. I don't know if it's the most transformative performance by any means. It's, it's definitely not, actually. But The um, biggest surprise, I think, would be if Bradley Cooper does win. That I would be a huge surprise, but I could see it. Happen. I don't think it's that's a surprise. If Coleman Domingo wins, yeah, or that's Jeffrey like Wright oh, wins, sure. I would I say I that's kind of unfortunately don't think they have much of a chance. Coleman Domingo and Jeffrey Wright, they're great, but I just think it's down to these three. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, they're all very good. They're all very. I mean, I don't for know. For some I reason, I feel like the Academy just stuff. likes the fact that Bradley Cooper just like he, whenever he doesn't win his like out of his fourteen nominations, he just comes back even harder and harder. And they just like want to just like bait him and see what he, he'll do next if he doesn't if he doesn't get the Oscar. So this is the but, one. He's though. ninety years old and <laughs> the winner, Bradley Please. Cooper. Thank you. <laughs> what he do was... I have to do? Arguably, he probably I think he arguably has a better performance than Giamatti. I really like. I don't know. It's it's, it's hard it's to say. The, it's the biggest. It's the most Oscar Beatty performance out of all of them. But he did transform. Like there were times where it, like, he just was unrecognizable on screen. He looks That's a lot like him. But, I see like, Paul Giamatti. Like I do. It's just he's playing a character, but it is still Paul Giamatti. The, like, Paul Giamatti has the energy of last year when Jamie Lee Curtis was about to win, and everyone was like, "Wait, is she really going to win?" Like, yeah, I think he's going to win. I think it's going to happen. Jamie Lee Curtis, and then it actually happens. You're like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like that really that's, happens. That's such an insulting <laughs> comparison. I don't know if it's that bad, but yes, I. I see no, I'm just saying. Saying. I think Paul Giamatti has an energy of like, okay, I think he's going to win. I think he's actually going to do it. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he will too. Anyways, okay. It's Paul Giamatti for for John and I, and Bradley Cooper for, uh, for Nate. Either, either Give so, him the Oscar so he stops making Oscar bait <laughs> and make yeah. a good movie. <laughs> I know. Just be done with it. Um, so for actress in a leading role, uh, we have Annette Bening for Nyad, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Huller for Anatomy of a Fall, which I did finally see, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, and Emma Stone for Poor Things. And we do have Kaylee Spaney for Stella. So nope, that's the New York oh. Award. That's in the mainstream boy award shows. Oh, um, oh it will never of, happen. So confused. Um, start with Nate again. What do you what do you think is gonna who do you think is gonna win the Oscar? I'm I would put money on Emma Stone winning. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. Lily Gladstone was fantastic. But I would say best actor in a leading role should be the pronounced part of the story. She's big in it, but you follow DiCaprio and his superstardom for most of the movie and De Niro and whatnot. But Emma Stone, just she controls the entire pace that the way the movie feels, the way you feel with the story, it's all through her. So I think I think it's hers. Yeah, um, I'm right there with you. I I think I'm kind of, I just, Lily Gladstone spent half the entire movie in a bed. So, yes, she's really great in the scenes that she's in, but best actress? Absolutely not. It's Emma Stone all the way. It's no question. Um, Carrie Mulligan is really good in Maestro, um, and Annette Bening, I haven't seen her performance. Sandra Holler is amazing in An Out of Fall. Um, but Annette I, Bening's good, but it's just, it's it's more for Jodie Foster, I think. She was is the it? best okay. part of that movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think Emma Stone is far and away just she's she's got to be the favorite. She is beyond transformative. She plays a child like she she does. She clicks all the boxes in this movie to win an Oscar for the second time. So I think she'll take it, and uh, she will get one step to- closer to Meryl Streep. 
All right. So two votes for Emma Stone. My vote is Annette Benning for Nyad. What? You're yeah, a fucking liar. You better crap. clean that mouth this out, guy. sir. <laughs> like you have, and he's like insider trading on the Oscars. Like, what the fuck? I'd be <laughs> so pissed. It's like, I knew this. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think I'm right there with you guys. I think Emma Stone is going to walk away with her second Oscar come March 10th. I mean, I mean, Carrie Mulligan was phenomenal. And she was really for one. Too. And I, mean, I think she's the fourth favorite here. I, I, she was great, but I don't think I, think I really do. Yeah, Emma Stone, Lily Gladstone, Sandra Huller, and Carrie Mulligan. That Benny, that's my order. But um, Emma Stone, I think, is yeah, I think she's got it. It's hers. And not to take anything away from Lily Gladstone. I mean, no, I God, like no. She was incredible, and she was like the heart of that movie in this heart and soul. But it's just. Uh, yeah, like what they said with the direction of where the story goes in that second half, it just like you kind of like forget that she's there <laughs> until she just pops exactly. back up again. It's like, oh yeah, this incredible actress, <laughs> she's back. But she God. is powerful. She's and, very yeah, she's, strong. She's great. Every time. She's kind of um, like Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, in why do you Halloween keep bringing up Jamie? If she was in supporting, <laughs> I think she would she have win. probably the biggest shot to win, even yeah. against Divine Joy Randolph, who's going to win. We won't talk about it, but um, not one of the big five. But yeah, but if Lily Gladstone wasn't supporting, I think she probably could have won. But the push for lead, and it's just, I think Emma Stone just, yeah, she just did something absolutely batshit crazy on screen, and I think she'll get her second. Yeah, it's Oscar. a runaway. It really is. I, it's, we can move on. Uh, All right, so moving on to best screenplay. Um, where is it on? You can go to directing if you want. I just saw it. Whatever you find first. I love how it's just out it's of in order. alphabetical order, so it will. That's confusing. Okay. That's annoying. Um, Take it away, Dougie. Directing. Uh, Justine Trier for Anatomy of the Fall, Killers of the Flower Moon, Martin Scorsese, Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan, Poor Things, Yorgos Lanthimos, and The Zone of Interest, Jonathan Glazer. Um, I think Christopher Nolan. Hundred percent is just gonna win his. Agreed. His, it's his, it's about his first directing Oscar. It's <laughs> do I even have a switch make... camera angles? No, no you, you can don't. make an atomic bomb with practical effects and have like no CGI in the movie. Oh, you hi. just you can't I, you respect it and the way he shot it. It's just yeah. If he doesn't, then I'm really questioning what the Oscars are doing. <laughs> yeah. What do they have against him if they don't give it to him at this rate? He he's made so many incredible movies that it it's it's a travesty that he hasn't won one already or even been nominated. I don't well, think he's been, been nominated. Right? He's been nominated for I think best it, director. Yeah, I think for Dunkirk he got a best directing nomination. Still, like of all movies, that was his worst. Like one of the worst. Whoa. But it, like it's still really it's, good. It's but worst, it, but. Um, I don't think it's not his worst, but I don't like, like he had a shot of winning compared to some of the other movies that year. But yeah. Inception, Interst like what are we doing anyway? It, it's it's him. I just don't. I think this is this is his Oscar to lose. He's Oppenheimer is just it's one of the best director movies of the year. It's it's truly incredible feat in filmmaking. So just just give it to him. And it is pretty crazy that whenever Martin Scorsese or Steven Spielberg make a movie these days, they always get a directing slot. And all, they always get a nomination, but it's somehow they just never it's have a shot choice. of winning. 
Like, they're probably on the Academy, so they're just like, all right, well, the Killers of the Fire Moon was like one of the best directed movies of last year, and uh, like I just don't think it has a shot of winning. So it's just I, it's crazy. I, yeah, I th- honestly, I think it's 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 Oppenheimer or Killers for me. It's um, I don't yeah, think the other three are, have a chance, but I still have yet to see Zone of Interest and Anatomy of a Fall, so I'm like, I can't comment on them. Yeah. Anatomy, I have. Well, like, like Yorgos's direction was fantastic, but you're more focused on Emma Stone. Like, it's a weird get there. aesthetic yeah. to some people, and eh, very weird. It is, so, it's, I think he has like four movies already shot and like ready to go in the pipeline. So he'll he'll yeah. get he'll get there. That's insane. all right. So Christopher Nolan, best director for sure. It's gonna happen. We're all in um, agreement. Actress and director so far. All right. Writing, adapted screenplay. We have American Fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. Nate, what do you think is going to win Adapted? Oh, Adapted. Let's see here. Hmm. I'm going to go with the one that I haven't seen. I'm just going to go with Zone of Interest because I don't see Barbie winning it. American Fiction was really good. Um, poor things as far as the story, it was good, but there were some moments that were kind of iffy. Oppenheimer, I'm going to zone of interest. I think just the historical aspect of it and the way that they're able to adapt something that horrific in such a, like, have you seen it? Passive way, just a family that's lives right next door to a concentration camp like that's something really deep and hard to write about i would think so hmm. um i'll i'll go with that just to be a little different um all right from the gut this is it sounds interesting all yeah. right uh john yeah um screenplay is tough for me it's hard for me to really pinpoint who i think would have the best chance of winning and who i personally think is the best one i think for me, I think of all of these, I think American Fiction had the best screenplay. I just think this movie is its really well-written, it's really funny, and it tells a very powerful story along the way. So for me, I thought that was the most enjoyable screenplay. And maybe second to that, Oppenheimer? I don't know. It's its tough. That's a tough one for me. I'm going to go American Fiction. American Fiction? Yeah. Yeah. If I could vote, I, could, I would probably go with American Fiction or Poor Things. I, this might be controversial. We'll see what happens. Come, you're gonna go with Barbie a week if you say Barbie. <laughs> but when the nominations happened, there was a huge backlash and uproar, of course, because Greta Gerwig didn't get a nomination and Margot mm-hmm. Robbie didn't get a nomination for Barbie and like That's Ryan fair, yeah. Gosling, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, American Ferrara. All these people like wrote like these long letters and posted on social media like. Not oh like God. how dare the Academy not nominate them, but they just basically like praise them and be like they deserve the nomination and like just they want to recognize special recon recognize for Greta Gerwig and Margaret Robbie. So for me, maybe it, we'll see what happens. But I feel like the Academy may be like, oh shit, we should have gotten her nominated. She's never won an Oscar. She's made all these incredible movies. She pulled off this box office achievement with Barbie. She isn't nominated on any other categories besides best song so it's like i think this would be the only shot to give barbie 
an Oscar. Yeah, I would give it to American Fiction or Poor Things. I don't think Oppenheimer's going to get it. I think he's locked in for a director. We'll see. Maybe he can get both. But uh, I think he get both. I I just think the storyline, unfortunately, with storyline and Oscar wins, it's not like always. You don't love to hear it, but people love to see it. So I, I, it could happen with Barbie. So I'm going to go kind of controversial, and I'm going to say Barbie, despite my own opinion. I think it would make for a feel good whatever headline the next day and then nobody cares for shit anymore so and I'll it'll give probably it, be sure. like Greta Gerwig getting awarded for making this movie Barbie didn't get nominated for a director and just finally just like okay I can rest easy now and all the fans can chill out so yeah no, it'd be I, like a kind of maybe kind of like a Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> like finally here's your Oscar sorry for not giving you one earlier in your career or whatever but we'll see I mean, I would probably take out. I mean, personally, I would take out Lily Gladstone and throw in Margot Robbie, and and maybe kick out somebody in Best Supporting and throw Lily Gladstone in there instead. That that's if that's if I was making the nominations, that's what I would do. But that's not me. Right, well, mainstream boy award show will come out never. The mainstream um, boy Oscars is on March tenth. It's at the very same time live on YouTube. Original screenplay, last one here. <laughs> we have Anatomy and Best Picture too. Oh, I gotta do my bad. We have Anatomy yeah, so of a Fall. This is technically going to be six. <laughs> yeah. The Holdovers, Maestro, May, December, and Past Lives. Original screenplay. Nate, what do you got? If I'm going with original screenplay, I'm going to go with the one that had the most feelings throughout. I've got to go with Holdovers. Mm-hmm. It's just the way they throw in the drama and the comedy and being able to relate to these characters and stuff and have it feel really organic and fit really well. I think this could win, but Spencer was kind of pointing at it. I would go past lives as a close second because that had a La La Land ending for me and it broke my heart. <laughs> I know when you said emotions, like my cursor immediately went down to past lives. So I was just like, okay, he went to holdovers. Okay. So you're, you'd vote for the holdovers or not. Yeah. Vote, because it had its, its moments of everything, but like how a story's told and how it ends, I thought it rounded off really well. So I, okay. But, yeah. Uh, all right. So you think the holdovers are going to win John? What do you think is going to win best original screenplay? Hmm. There's a lot more movies in here that I I can say that I like the script for. Um, May December has a good script. Maestro is well written too. I really like the monologues from Bradley Cooper throughout the film. And then maybe they'll give him an Oscar. The, uh, maybe this is where he gets it. But yeah, he doesn't. I, yeah, I can see I, that. <laughs> I, I think I'm I'm in the holdovers boat as well. I think it's the best script here, and I think it has the best chance to win. Fuck! Damn it! Yeah. yeah. Okay. The holdovers. Yeah. I I would be over the moon if the holdovers wins best original screenplay. Um, I think Anatomy of the Fall is going to win. Why? Okay. It won the Golden Globe for best original screenplay and kind of shocked a lot of people because people were like, "Oh, really? That one? That's not usual like a usual Golden Globes move." But uh, the script is phenomenal. I mean, if you've seen the movie, the structure of the movie is just it's really unique. It's really cool and. St- I mean, I don't want to give it away, but it's just a very clever, clever movie. So um, I think this might might get it. We'll see. But I would be over the moon so happy if the Holdovers wins. I would instantly watch it on Peacock directly after the Oscars. How many? I will say 
there's a lot of some of the best movies with um a lot of there's a lot of good courtroom movies if it's a well-written movie and it takes place in the courtroom and it's riveting and there's a lot of talking that means there's a good script and that that is one of those movies we watched uh 12 angry men fucking one of the best scripts ever like that was unbelievable and it yeah. all takes place in one room. So, well, I, I, yeah. the, what I loved about the most about Anatomy of the Fall and why I think it could get the best screenplay is because the audience is essentially treated as the jury throughout the whole movie. I gotta watch it. You I just don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like it, it's so clever in that regard. So, like, it's a movie that you watch with a group and like afterwards, like you just have to discuss it just because it's like someone will might get something different from it. So it's, it's very no, unique. You're cool. definitely right so, about that. Yeah. Um, so I'm yep. glad to see it get all these accolades. It's, it's well worth it. But now we are in best best picture. picture. I'm glad they finally did 10 again. Cause whenever they do nine, I'm like, what, what are we doing? You can do 10, just do 10. Just come on, recognize yeah. the movies. Why not? That's I wish they the just went back and did five really pissed off some people. Um, hate that. <laughs> I hate that. Just yeah, because then you're just throwing Barbie in just for kicks. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, um, it's always but, down to like three, anyways. The rest are all just like, oh, okay, glad I got in. You never know. Um, but I mean, freaking Argo won Best Picture. So we have American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. Um, yeah, I have a clear and definite winner for, in my opinion. I, I think it's Oppenheimer. I think that one is going to win Best Picture. But curious to hear what you guys think, Nate. I I'm I'm on a similar boat. Um, God, I don't know. Part of me wants to go with. Uh, I don't know. I'll be different. I'll do four things. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah, as far as Emma Stone would get another Oscar. Oh yeah, and it's just wow, that would be insane with the story and the cinematography and the music and all the color distortion based on her age and everything. It just it felt very whole, like very complete. So. I would go with poor things, but I can see Oppenheimer just taking it and running with it. Okay. Do you do, would would we count that as matching Meryl Streep if she won for both or no? Not necessarily. I mean, Frances McDormand just did it with Nomad Land. She got Best Actress and Best Picture. Well, I mean, that's so if, that you, push, if, that you, push, if you poop in a bucket, four. you win Best Actress. I mean, I get it. Um, okay, so she's won three acting Oscars and then one Best Picture Oscar. So she's ten, she's won four Oscars, which what, Catherine Hepburn, is that the one that yep. won four Oscars? Yeah. Um, so she's tied with her. But so she's, she's won, won more than Meryl acting Street. Oscars, Catherine Hepburn. I don't think anyone's won four Oscars. Mm. No. Okay. Well, know. if I'm looking at these right now, I think there is one obvious choice as well. And a lot of the time... And I don't think it's rung true every year. Um, it's actually it hasn't happened nearly as often where whoever wins best director wins best picture. Um, but that is that I feel like that was a trend for a while. Um, it happens. It, it happens. It's not necessarily a guarantee. And I feel like it's become less of a guarantee lately. But I think that Oppenheimer does have the best chance to win. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that. But poor things would have been my second choice. So, Yeah. That's where I'm at. Dark Horse, Holdovers, maybe. 
Okay. Yeah. That could be cool. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'd be happy with Porthins. I'd be happy with holdovers. Be happy with Oppenheimer. If Barbie won, Margot Robbie gets her Oscar there too. There you go. I don't so. know if they're going to go that far to. <laughs> yeah, that would be Barbie that would be great. I'll never watch the Oscars again. That, there's just, no like, way. That's like, I don't think it's like going to happen. Black Panther best picture. Like, I don't know, man. They gave it the nomination. That's bad enough. <laughs> exactly. Let's go back to five. Uh, anyways, okay. That is our Oscar predictions. The big five. We'll see what happens in a month. These are very early, but we're locked down. in. I have them here. We're locked so. in now to the big five. So, we'll see all what right. Happens. Let us know what you guys think in, in uh, somewhere in the comments of this video. If you are watching on YouTube, that would be that'd be cool. Maybe you're right. Maybe we're wrong. Who knows? Um, but with that being said, I think it's time to move on to some 2024 releases, um, specifically the Sundance Film Festival. This is something you can attend in person or. You can watch them online. Not anymore, but you did have the opportunity to do so uh, last week. So, Spencer, I know that you watched quite a few of these. I watched a few as well. Um, but, yeah, why don't you just pick some that you want to talk about? You know what I saw. So, um, yeah, we go from there. Nate, did you have a chance to watch any of these? or No, I didn't have access to them. Gotcha. Well... Do some, um, I don't, I don't want to say too much about yeah, these that's movies. The thing. Like, I don't want to review these movies because yeah. most people listening have not seen these movies. Nate has not seen these movies. So I'm kind of going into this more as just like a, tell you what the movie is. Out, but kind of give it more of a pitch to Nate to be like, if he buys or sells it, like, right, so, oh, okay, that, I'll check it out. Or mm, not really, sound doesn't sound interesting. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um... The first movie, uh, I'll take my rating off. There we go. The first movie that I watched that uh, did very well at Sundance is called A Real Pain. It is directed by Jesse Eisenberg and it stars Kieran Culkin from Succession fame. He's been winning all the, like, the mm. Emmys and Golden Globes, yeah. kind of blown up. Not really in a lot of movies, but I'd say this, I mean, we'll see what happens when it gets released, uh, but he could be a Best Supporting Actor nomination next year. He's really, really good in this film. Um, but it's be- it's basically like they're two cousins and they travel to Poland to honor their late great grandmother who was a Holocaust survivor. And they kind of go through a tour, to different kind of like Holocaust museums and just like sites. Uh, and they kind of also reconnect. They haven't seen each other in a while. They're both very different personalities. Jesse Eisenberg is literally just Jesse Eisenberg and Kieran Culkin's the kind of just like a eccentric kind of guy. Um, but it's a comedy. It's very lighthearted. It kind of reminded me of like a Woody Allen film. Um, but it got picked up by Searchlight Pictures for like $10 million. So it's going to go theatrical, I think, sometime maybe late summer, early fall. So you can check it out in theaters later this year. But um, Jesse Eisenberg, just he's a really solid filmmaker at this point. He's made two movies. The first one was okay. This one, I think he's, he's found his footing. So... I do have a question specifically um, because as you know, Jesse Eisenberg is very Jesse Eisenberg and everything he acts in. How, how well, how written is his character to fit his, his persona? Like his typical, like perfect. I mean, he's not like freaking out, like anxiety riddled kind of guy in this. He's much more subdued. He's kind of put together. 
in this movie but um just what he was able to do as a filmmaker i mean i could definitely see like his him working with woody allen for three movies had a lot of influence here with his style um a lot of beautiful cinematography of poland so it's 89 minutes too it's a quick watch so it kind of flew by so i was pretty pleasantly surprised by this movie okay yeah that's uh that's the one that i i wasn't able to get my hands on because it sold out so fast i would have tried to watch it otherwise but yeah so uh, be curious to see when this comes out, but it's one to keep your eye out for the rest of the year. A real pain. Um, I don't know what other, I don't see early to do Oscar stuff for next year, but I think Kieran Culkin just, he really was a strong presence on screen and he was hilarious. He was heartbreaking. It was, it was great. So um, it will be more than a year until we have any idea if he actually gets nominated, but that's, that's, right. that's quite the call out ahead of time. We'll see. We'll see what happens, um, but yeah. Uh, that Should was we one... alternate? Maybe do each do two? Should we just do two each? I feel like that's enough. Unless you want to do um, a few more, if you feel like shouting well, out yeah, because a few we're, more movies. We're going to do Suncoast next episode, so you don't have to talk about that one yet. Because um, oh, okay. it comes out on Hulu next week. So then Nate let me let's it. let's shout out. Uh, oh, wait, me. before we do that, nope. Nate, a real pain. Is that something that sounds interesting for you? Do, you, do you, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, you'll check that's it a out. Buy. That's, that's a buy. A buy. Yeah, okay. if you can take okay. that subject material, I enjoy history stuff like that, and so if you're able to adapt it and make it funny in weird ways, then I'm on board. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, John, do you want to do um... a quick? Yeah, this is this is a tough movie to even really speak on, um, but I I think that it's when it does come out, it's something that is going to captivate audiences um, in terms of whether they love it or they absolutely hate it. Um, Cause the, what, what hooked me is not only the actors in this movie, I think they're both fantastic and pretty much everything they do, but here's the quick synopsis for those listeners. Long after humanity's extinction, a buoy named me and a satellite named Ian, I am, meet online and fall in love it's weird it's quirky it's wally meets an anomalisa meets passengers it's very strange Kristen stewart yes it's Kristen stewart and steven yin um oh glenn glenn yeah glenn from the walking dead um it it's uh it's out there it's the best there. way <laughs> i can preface this movie because yeah it, it's it's wildly unique and unlike kind of anything you've really seen before i mean obviously it has some comparisons to like a live action wally and stuff like that just from the premise alone that kind of sounds like it um but the best way i can kind of preface this movie is it's one it's it's called, it's called love me it's all about love essentially mm-hmm. after humanity's extinction but the movie's just kind of adorable like it's it's just a sweet love story that is a love story of something you've never really seen before basically an ai take of what they think love is so it's it's got an interesting premise um and it's done in a style that's very very unique it uses different mediums of cinema to tell a story um so it's it's it's, 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 it's cool it's it's different i mean talking about like oppenheimer barbie you know two very existential movies i think this one is up there as well if this came out the same weekend you'd be like barbenheimer me Barbin Lovenheimer me. It's it's the themes are very prevalent. Um, but 
I can kind of, I can kind of just see this movie like releasing on Netflix, but not really having a theatrical run. It has because still does not have distribution. No one's an impossible it movie to market. It just is. Like you see the poster right there. That is not the movie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's that's all I can say. It is, and it's it's very much not. So, um, I don't even know how you make a trailer for this film, truly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But I, I think when it does come out, I really hope people see it. Um, and yeah, I, I I think it won some awards at Sundance. Um, it won like a Sci-Fi Innovator Award, so one of like the kind of random Sundance awards. But it did did win something. Um, yes. And it's directed by a married couple making their directorial debuts together. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, it's the movie's kind of more of a feeling than it is story in a way but just it's done in a very like high charlie kuffman type of style which is it's interesting i don't know it's different very it's very, very different. different but uh yeah. um but nate what, what do you buy or sell love mm-hmm. me <laughs> i i um okay um strange request i i'm not gonna buy but i might rent it if that's, okay if yeah. that's possible. I'll, I'll accept yeah, it like, yeah, or if it comes on like Netflix yeah, or like Hulu, that. maybe you'll stream. Then I it won't or even have to rent it, and we're perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick, us, like if any... you had to take a bet on a platform that would pick this up, what do you think would would pick it up? Paramount. Talking Plus. to me. I guess, and yeah, any of you guys, I'll I'll make a bet as well. Um, if we if you had to pick a platform that that picks this movie up, what do you think is the the best fit? Seeing Paramount the movie, I, I would say Netflix because. I mean, love is a very human emotion, and Netflix has a very global oh. a- appeal. So I feel like it could go out to so many different users through Netflix. But maybe like a Disney Plus, National Geographic fucking thing. Who knows? <laughs> like, no, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think I think the one that I feel like should have picked it up would have done it already, and they didn't. That's Apple TV Plus. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I could easily. Like yeah, yeah. That's they should have, and yep. maybe. If I think I'm still gonna put my money on them, I think it's either them or Amazon Prime, but because yeah. they pick up some weird, they, Amazon will fucking pick up anything. So they have so much money, it doesn't even matter. Um, yeah, so we'll see what we'll see what happens. But it's it's one to keep your eye out for. It's very different, very unique. Um, one movie that I just kind of want to mention real quick because I think it would be up Nate's alley. Okay. Um, it's called yeah. Handling the Undead. And it kind of reunites the actors from the worst person in the world. I knew I recognized um, her. Yeah, it's got yeah. she's in it, and then the guy I forget his name. Yeah, this guy, her love interest. Oh, okay, yeah, he's in the film as well. But basically, the film is about just one day in Oslo. Just the dead start waking up. Mm. You don't know. You don't know why. Like, does it mean something? Is it a religious thing? Is it just because they're zombies and they're waking up and want to eat people? Who knows? But it's just basically about like four different stories. It's not really an anthology, but I mean, they kind of connect. Not really, but it's just kind of about four people kind of dealing, or maybe three, three stories kind of just dealing with the dead coming back to life and waking up and just like, what do we do with this? Uh, it is probably the most dreadful movie i've seen in quite a while like there is no wow it's probably the most bleakest movie i've seen like when evil lurks was really fucking bleak 
but like that one like at least there was like there was some fun elements to it like it kind of had fun with the premise and and went to some crazy places that like as an audience member you're like oh my god wow this one you just sit in the fucking drip and on a just scale of like can't go away from it on a scale of like but rio to hereditary where do you put this one rio to hereditary or like bear, oh, okay. like like bears uh, like Disney Nature's Bears to Hereditary. Like, where do you put that? I kind of have no idea what to fucking say <laughs> to that question. But uh, like, I will. All I'll say is, it's not a horror movie. It's very much a, a drama with a horror premise, but it's still worth a watch. It, it's picked up by Neon. It's going to come out in theaters, I nice. think, later this month or early next month. So it'll it'll pop up someday on streaming, which I'd say maybe you can just wait until like it pops up on Shutter. Criteria or where, not criteria, an Amazon Prime or something, but mm-hmm. it's very just depressing, very dreadful, very just wow. Just there's no hope in this movie, but it's uh, yeah, I don't I like know. It. You could uh, maybe get something out of it. I think Nate would enjoy it, but nothing's better than just sitting in a steaming, boiling pot of other people's dread and sorrow. Because I deal with mine all the time. I would like an hour and a half of just... Yeah, just kind of push it onto somebody else. Other people's crap. Yeah, no, I feel you there. And And anytime anything comes to life, it's like, yeah, obviously. The last individual movie I just want to talk about real quick, because I watched like, I don't know, seven or eight of these, um, is a movie called Thelma. It finally got picked up by, I think, Magnolia Pictures. So it's going to be a wide release in theaters sometime this year. But uh, it's basically about this 90-year-old woman who sets out on a revenge quest to find the phone scammers because she <laughs> fell for a phone scam. And it's kind of treated like as this over-the-top action movie, but she's just doing very mundane things like stealing a scooter and like <laughs> from her friend next door. <laughs> so, I mean, it's very silly, very kind of lighthearted, very goofy, but it's done in a style that's like kind of mimicking Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible. Oh and my God, that's June so Squibb is just so great in this she movie. She was in Nebraska, right? She was in Nebraska. She's never been a lead in any movie that she's been in for her entire career. This is her first lead. What? And she is. she did all of her own stunts in the movie. I mean, she is a riot in this film. And her grandson um, was great, too. I think he's in like White Lotus, and he's been in some other stuff. Um, he's kind of blowing up recently in some projects. But he is just like just a very lovable character um, playing as her grandson. So just a very lighthearted, very funny movie that is going to be in theaters probably this summer. So I highly, highly recommend um, putting this on your radar. It's very cute. Very fun. It's kind of like a warm hug. So, yeah. Ooh, I mean, like this, is it this year's the holdovers? Warm hug. Movie? I mean, it's, it's not as like deep or like it does. It's not going to get any Oscars. I, don't I mean, maybe June Squibb could sneak in if it's kind of a, career Quiet year but uh <laughs> yeah it's yeah. just a very cute fun movie that is uh worth it whenever it comes out so that one up. i mean of all the movies you pitch that one seems like the most enticing just enjoyability factor yeah. i'll sit down and watch that with my mom like exactly. it that sounds really great so yeah some good options sundance uh coming through this year and th- there's plenty of other ones too that are worth checking out that we haven't even talked about today so um, well one that you did watch oh you do want to mention it well I don't even know your thoughts on this. What did you think of Rob Peace? God, man. Um, pretty insane story. Um, true story. 
um, about this really, really smart individual that um, kind of makes his way into uh, college to be a biochemistry major. Um, I forget what the school was. Is it Yale? It's Yale. It was Yale. Yeah, Yale. Um, you know, I think just a, just an unbelievable performance from uh, this guy Jay Will, um, and um, directed by Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah, Tell, man. His he, second he film comes through. He's in this movie as well. He he plays his dad. Um, his uncle. His uncle? Isn't it his uncle? I, I think, think it's I his dad, it his dude. Uncle. Maybe it's no. Dad. Um. Either way, um, just a really powerful story that um, that I I mean. I just came out of nowhere because I didn't know anything about it. Threw it on. It's just kind of with every Sundance movie, just throw it on and hope for the best. I I really, really found myself liking this story. Um, okay. So you really dug it. This one still yeah. doesn't have distribution. It's not really coming. Uh, no one knows when it's going to come out. I, I liked it. It's a little formulaic, but um, the story is really what held it together. I thought. I think, it's, yeah. I, I'm not, again, I don't want to give a formal review, but. Um, yeah, I, th- I think eventually someone will pick it up and it'll it'll sneak in there. People will see it and uh, it'll probably be forgotten. But I, I did a, I did think it was good. So yeah, Rob baby. I you honestly I didn't get sold about any of it. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, I don't I don't I just know it's called Rob Peace and he goes to Yale. That's all I got of it. And it's, like, okay. it's so hard. Like I without how do how do you talk about a movie not give any review and not give anything away? What does it's it like, say on Letterboxd? I, I mean, basically a, what he said, just a kid that went uh, from like the basically like the hood, grew up um, and was really smart. Went to Yale, yeah, and just had to pay his way to college. Drug well, game. I mean, I don't want to again. I don't want to give too much away. Like, mm. prison's involved in some aspect. I mean, he's so yeah. It there's there's a lot going on. A lot fighting against his his ability to pursue his academic dreams. I suppose it is. A, I would say it's well made. Just you've, you've seen it before, but the performance is is really solid. Like all around performances are great. Yeah, but everybody and um, um what's her name is in this? The from Fifth Harmony. Oh, uh, Camila Cabello. Camila Cabello is in this. Cabello is like girlfriend, and she wasn't bad. No, like I didn't know it was her until like the credits. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, that's what? Havana Una, no, that one. No. <laughs> all right, so that's <laughs> yeah. Sundance. I mean, we've seen a handful of more as well. Uh, one movie that John watched. Uh, we're all going to be talking about on the next podcast as a new yep. release. So stay tuned for that. It's called Sun Coast. It comes out on Hulu on February 9th. So, so glad I play, paid uh, twenty five dollars for a ticket when I could have just watched it on my free Hulu account. Two weeks well, later. Spoiler alert! At least you loved it. Anyways, okay, moving on to that. something else. Uh, what do we want to do? Oh. yeah we can do it let's just do it um so the next movie we're going to talk about here i I know i'm the only one that saw it um but matthew vaughn man he's really really powerful strong director i mean he did kick-ass kick-ass 2 he did kingsman the secret surface the king's man he did the golden circle we can forget about that one here he is with argyle um starring none other than bryce dallas howard oh i was just cleaning it um so it's just not it's a movie that I've seen the trailer for, and, and I'm not even exaggerating. I've seen the trailer 25 times. It played every single time I went to the theater, and every single time it looked so, so, so god awful bad. 
Um, I had nothing better to do on Sunday because it was either go see this movie. It was raining, so I couldn't go play disc golf or watch the Pro Bowl. <laughs> so I decided I'll go see Argyle. I'll go suffer through it. Um, and I was one of six people in the theater that uh, didn't smile a single time. So I, I don't think it's worth checking out. Bryce Dallas Howard should not lead a movie. She just doesn't have the ability to do that. And she never has. Um, I, I felt like it was just so melodramatic. I think Matthew Vaughn let the studio get in there too much, or he just tried to get a little over overly ambitious with the story. Too many twists and turns. You do have those like, like, you know how he's very much known for like his one take action scenes. And there are some of these in the movie, but you have to get through an hour and a half to even get to those scenes. And they're just, they don't have the payoff and satisfaction that a lot of the ones did in like the Kingsman Secret Service with um, Colin Firth and um, God, what's his name? Taron Egerton. They're just, it's just not even remotely close to the same feel that he's able to create with those movies. So this one, it seems like a film that should have just maybe been thrown on Netflix and forgotten about. There's no reason for this to have a theatrical release. And the only reason it has it is because it's a, because it's a Matthew Vaughn movie. So it's just not... I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. Convoluted bullshit, essentially. I'll buy so it. So was um... <laughs> Convoluted nonsense I'll buy it. bullshit. <laughs> Sold. Yeah. Uh, buy or sell. Hard sell. Um, yeah, no, the movie looked unwatchable. For just instance, like, even as like an Apple TV Plus <laughs> movie that just pops up on your app one day and on your homepage, your TV, be like, hey, new movie to stream. It's like, no, <laughs> after looking at that poster, Henry Cavill's haircut, I'm good. <laughs> Spencer, you. remember literally randomly, like casually talking about, like, oh, I went to see it. He's like, oh, it's funny. Like, I thought maybe, maybe this was the plot. And he said it, and I was like, dude, yeah, that's it. You got <laughs> it. Spot on. And he, this happens a lot, but this is a, this movie has a lot of twists. He got it right away. It's like, it's bad. Uh, two out of five, bad. Don't check it out. That's still uh, almost fresh. It's not. <laughs> it's really not. It, that's like that's five. that's like a four out of ten. Like it's just it's not. It's not there. It's not there. Depends on how you look at that mm. one to five scale. I think. Well, you like that. You liked some elements to it then. So. Yeah, it's it's okay. Like it's just, it should have been so much better. You could have watched the Pro Bowl. I still did <laughs> a little bit. Oh, it was well. probably <laughs> arguably worse. The yeah, Pro Bowl was actually worse, if that tells you anything about this movie or how bad um, the Pro Bowl is. Well, yeah, okay. So that was new releases, essentially just Sundance movies and Argyle. <laughs> so uh, more, than, more than most people get in February. Yeah, you know. So, so we're ahead of the game else? a little bit with some new release films. Um, but this is typically when we would get into first time watches but we don't have a first time watch or mainstream trivia or mainstream board trivia i mean we can still play the theme song i mean first time watches are you watching with us we're those movie dudes and we're about to discuss another movie that we've never seen so grab some popcorn and pull up a seat but we didn't do it so you got to listen to the jingle you got to listen to the jingle but do you guys have any first time watches that you watched well, that's the that thing. Aren't, aren't new release that are. Like, I was looking at. Uh, oops, sorry, I was looking at Nate's profile, 
And I was like, oh my God, he is on a roll watching all these first time watches. And so and I was kind of blown them. away. I mean, he did His Girl Friday. He did Old Boy mm-hmm. with Nail and I, Stranger Than Paradise, Man Bites Dog, whatever the fuck these are. Uh, <laughs> American <laughs> Fiction, <laughs> The Naked Island, what, no, Tie Me Up and Tie Me Down, whatever. What I don't know what these dude, are. So please do that to me. Since like, Nate I had to listen to us kind of go on about Sundance movies with very little plot synopsis and reviews. Uh, this is his time to shine. What movie do you want to talk about out of these first time watches these last couple of weeks? Huh? I have a couple that I well, want to know your opinion on more than just your rating, but that last one. So like you, you see all the silent movie ones kind of down towards the beginning of January. I won't get into those as much because those ones are, kind of black 1927 they're good like i really i enjoy them because i like silent films but um and they have lon cheney in them and stuff and he's just a fantastic actor um but one of them that stood out as very bizarre and almost made me sick to my stomach nope scroll down scroll down a little bit scroll down oh you're almost there oh right there there we go that guy yeah you finally watched old boy park chan wook what the fuck and why did i care so much (laughs) and i did and i even looked up online afterwards is a real octopus eaten and i was on screen yeah i was sadly proven that it, it was true um but old boy was just such a weird fever dream where you just you think everything that happens is so like serendipitous and it's supposed to happen. And then the plot gets revealed and you're like, Oh, Oh, that's what I've been watching. You didn't know the twist. I haven't seen this one. Mm -mm. Okay. Well, you watch the Spike Lee once. It's the same twist. We don't have to talk about it. If you haven't seen old boy, if you're listening, Um, but I was curious if you had known the twist going into this because I know this is the first time yeah. watch for you. Okay, because wow, yeah, that's a mic drop of a and, twist, and then the existential dread of like, what do I do with this information? Do yeah. I change or do I not? Yeah, and just the fact that and what it was over was kind of silly because it had to do with the past a lot. But everything in between, like the meat that you want, was there. And it was terrifying. <laughs> and just like when he's sitting in his room, it's just about a guy who's been in prison for 15 years, doesn't know why, and then goes on a rampage. So and... did what do you think of the the famous hallway fight scene? Awesome. Awesome. But like the thing is, is like you can kind of see in those shots pulling the punches which of course you have to do it's a movie you're not really duking it with somebody so i could kind of see some of the pulling of it but it was the choreography that was impressive just everyone getting knocked down on top of each other then having to get back up him getting the shit kicked out of him and then getting back up and the way it just kind of it ends in the elevator he's just like you look down this aisle of just and he's just just sitting there just stone look on his face just going about his day but it was just a very bizarre 
movie with one of the most uh it, the twist reminds me of a serbian film <laughs> oh, oh god i mean oh my like, you're not wrong though i mean it's not like yeah, it's this not is better, bad but <laughs> like, this is better but not really but very much so <laughs> um but no this movie just had a full-on 4k restoration process got re-released in theaters last fall and it just got released on 4k and netflix got the rights to stream it in 4k so um it's been it's been hard to find it wasn't even available to rent uh on streaming couldn't find it for like the last couple of years so uh finally you can now watch it on netflix so if you've never seen old boy like nate Go ahead and check it out on Netflix. Or me. I've never seen it either. Check it out too. You might possibly be thoroughly disgusted, but also intrigued because you're learning as he's learning. And so you kind of feel like you're in his shoes. Um, I don't want to feel that way. And uh, you got to give it a shot. (laughs) And seeing that you finally watched this one, this one was kind of a, uh, it's been kind of long on the running for a podcast pick. We have, his girl Friday. You finally sat sat down yeah. and watched His Girl Friday, which is oh yeah, going to be the the most famous like fast talking like old school type of movies of all time, like a fast talking noir where you've got Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell and they're just talking about newspaper and somebody's killing and all this stuff. It's it's just funny. Something about those movies from back in the day. Like that's why I liked It Happened One Night so much and like Frank Capra movies because there's just a charm and the comedy to it and the comedy in this is just constant just i've heard it's really funny. funny yeah and it's basically carrie grant's ex-wife rosalind russell who's the other star she's getting remarried and he's trying to stop it and they work for like a newspaper conglomerate and like there's a crime going on and he needs her and all this stuff starts happening, but he's kind of a weasel. Um, always throwing a wrench and everything, but it's just so funny. That's and, good. but the, the, the quality one that I found on prime, I think wasn't the best quality. Like it was pretty beat up, but it got That's the, why you need the criterion dude. Ooh, why you got oh my God. So speaking of John's challenge of watching <laughs> his own physical media, I've owned this for two, three years now. I've never watched it. His girl Friday. And he so spent probably at least, I've been at waiting for $20 on it. Mi- minimum. A hundred percent. $20. Got it twenty one oh six. Uh, so the only time I buy Criterion's is when they do the sale. So six percent. His girl Friday. I have it on the shelf. Been waiting to watch it. So gonna wait for maybe first time watching the podcast. But since Nate's already watched it, first I will just watch this in on the Blu-ray player at some <laughs> point soon. Hopefully, it comes with a different movie too, or a different one. It comes with a movie called The Front Page from nineteen thirty one. Comes with two movies. Ooh, comes with two movies. Yeah, what a deal. Ooh, it's even two got its own uh, dedicated disc the front page oh, wow that's ah. you don't see that very often it's kind of interesting but yeah but those were probably two of the best good. movies i watched out of my first times was yeah. those guys all the other ones like there's I've some good with, ones uh, death nail and i um that's a good one richard it grant funny. Is it was funny freaking weird man bites dog like i know it's only a three and a half but it goes places it's it's just all oh, these movies are weird in their own way um, um, but I'm glad that you watched a lot of first time watches this last couple of weeks. You kept busy. 
Um, but we now have to figure out what we're going to be watching for the next episode, the next first time watch. I have asked John to find two movies from his Blu-ray collection. When I know, <laughs> just whoa, waiting whoa, to see what it was going to. When was this involved? <laughs> when? I was watching live. Oh, when you were going to realize? <laughs> Is it my turn? No, no, no. So oh, I, no. I just decided to go with um, like what text did I miss now? Two two movies that none of us have seen before. We're going to reset it. We're just going to pick a movie that we all have never seen before. Wait. Now, is this 100% positive? We've all never seen it. I'm pretty fucking sure, unless one of you guys what if did I've a curveball, and that's the that's the curveball right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you've one day seen watch, it, then like I need to watch it. <laughs> I have a backup. If I if you've seen the one that I think you've seen, but um, okay. Anyways, okay, so, so you have a third, like a third movie backup, if one of them has been seen by one of us. Um. Yeah, let's go with that. Maybe. Kind of. Yeah, I okay. know that you guys have all never seen that, and I've never seen it. Um, so I'm going to pull it up right here because we're going to have to vote or you guys are going to have to vote. So hopefully you guys pull up the chat. Make sure that's all locked and loaded. Figure out which one you guys want to go with. All right. So the first movie is actually a movie that Nate already referenced in tonight's episode. That's right. It's not a Serbian oh. film, is it? It's not a Serbian <laughs> film. I'm, yeah, sadly, I, I have, have seen, seen that. One, Fortunately, so. we all sat... In our college dorm and watch it as a group of like ten people. It was, it was, I wasn't it was there. It, it was a, it was a team. <laughs> Anyways, I was not there. The I think that was movie, just before I met you guys. It's a movie that I personally was. have wanted to watch for a very long time. I've always heard really good things, and what's kind of pushed me over the limit here to finally pick it is my coworker has just been clamoring, being like, "You haven't seen it? Why haven't you seen it? You got to see it." So I want to shut him up. So, <laughs> I'm gonna I'll, fucking I'll see what happens. Shut up, Lucas. <laughs> God damn it! But, the Sting. Oh, yes. Is okay. The best Picture winner from 1973, directed by George Roy Hill, who obviously cool. has done Butch Cassidy and Sundance oh, Kid, and it has Paul Newman and Robert Redford, both of them reuniting again. So we have The Sting as one. That of would the round off my 70s best picture winners. Is round the off. Sting. 70s picture winners and then the other movie that is going to go against the sting that i think we've all never seen let's hope is cool hand luke i have never Didn't seen do an another on the little paul, paul newman, newman room. Adventure. <laughs> we never did an episode on cool hand luke no? no we did the great escape and i have it on 4k and i've never seen it Ooh. i like okay. those slip covers with the 100th anniversary of Warner Brothers, yeah. It's just yeah. kind of cool. Um, cool Hand Luke is not streaming anywhere, but I have a digital code, so I can give it's you guys a digital anymore? code. Uh, no, I looked recently and said not streaming on any platform. But Really? Yeah, it says I it right here, not streaming on your services. Reason. It just randomly happens. But I, I have a digital code, so you guys can have the digital code and, and share it. Watch it. If this Okay. Is- if this is the winner, uh, the sting is on Netflix, so you can watch it on Netflix. Let's so, not keep. Let's not make streaming platforms part of the part of the reason why we choose a particular film. No, just just telling you where you can find it, and people listen at home if they want to watch it. But Cool Hand Luke or the Sting? Cool Hand Luke, the Sting, the Sting, and Cool Hand Luke, Cool Hand Luke, and the Sting. Is it Warm Hand Luke? Cool Hand Sting Luke. 
Luke Hand cool. The Hand. And the Sting Luke. Hand cool. Luke cool. Cool Sting. Luke Hand cool. Hmm. I'm starting to have a stroke. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I think I just had a brain aneurysm. Okay. Cool, cool. Hand Luke or The Sting. The Sting Luke's Cool Hand. Brad? Brandon? No. <laughs> None of those, please. Um, All right. I told Nate earlier that this one was going to be a doozy. So I hope it is coming true. It's a doozy. It's a doozy. Let's go. We have Cool Hand Luke and the Sting. All right. In the chat. <laughs> These are ready? two very, very famous movies. I will be the tiebreaker if you guys pick the same or if you pick different ones. All right. Here we go. I got mine ready to go. Okay. Same. John, how about you send yours in first? Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why? Can we not? All right. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza. The Sting and Cool Hand Luke. Oh, my God. Damn it. I knew it. I was going to have I had a meme. I, that's why when you said I was like, no, I have a meme set up. I, I wrote the to-do list. <laughs> no, right, well, Cool Hand Luke. I know how memes work, John. <laughs> I really want to bust open this 4K and watch Cool Hand Luke. 127 minutes. This thing, Netflix streaming 129 minutes. It's a little bit longer. So God I damn, think I'm going to have to go longer. with this thing. So we're going to go with... <laughs> That is thing. not what I expected. I really no, I got you. This 4K I got I you off guard. Man, I'm gonna go with the Netflix. He's secretly movie. helping me complete my goal, and I well, appreciate that. That that is one aspect to it, but I'd say like that's maybe like 20. percent The other 80 percent is to literally get Lucas off my back. It's <laughs> just to say like, I've, I've watched it. We have an episode on it. We'll go see listen I like to it. it. And plus, I think that is the only movie of that decade for Best Picture winners that I haven't seen. So that would complete Ooh. that decade. The 70s. What decade is this? The 80s. 70s. 70s. Oh, Lord. Oh. 1973. Oh, God. It's almost oh. 50 years ago. Oh, my God. All right. Well, you can save us with Mainstream Boy True. Oh, wait. <laughs> I, will after, I will after we suffer through that episode. But uh... It's not time. It's not time. So I, I, can't, I can't play it. It's not I time. I can't read text messages. Spencer sent me a text message this morning, and he's like, hey, man. So, like, just be ready. You got Mainstream Boy Trivia and we're going to go at 7, right? I'm like, yeah, no problem. See you at 7. Didn't do any trivia. And I wasn't ready till 7.30. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, we we roll with the punches here on the, those movie news podcast. And, um, yeah. Here we go. Here's my one trivia question. Okay. Um, let's see. Hmm. Let me think of one real quick. Name, list. name the movie based on the cast. Um, John Cena, Sam Rockwell, Harvey. and Henry Cavill. Go. If you had said John Cena and Dua Lipa, it would have been both Barbie and Argyle. What? That would have been crazy. That would have been crazy. I hate that so much that either of those two people are in either of those two movies. Um, but that's okay. Uh, the answer is. <laughs> I was giving that to myself for having that trivia fact. Good for you. Um, Please don't take that away from me. That was one of the greatest moments of my life. When you hit that <laughs> that thing going Last off, episode, I was like, bro, 
That was crazy. The that comeback. Was, that was the comeback. If you guys haven't seen last episode, it's it's worth watching just for the trivia. Because I knew the last three answers, but I just or not the last one, but the last couple, I just wasn't fast enough hitting my fucking buzzer. Maybe hey, me do it. But I knew what? those two answers too. I didn't I got the poster question wrong. I thought not it was just about knowing the answer. How many people are in the which poster. you respond yeah, in the chat? So yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. I think that's gonna do it, everybody. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you can check us out. Throw it at in the oven. Those movie dudes on Instagram, Facebook. Throw it in the oven. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Check us out on YouTube. Those movie dudes podcast, all one word. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell. All of them. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>